Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast, an unofficial Sex in the City podcast with Joe Daniel Montalago and Paige Clarno. Welcome, everybody. What's going on? What's up? What's the 411? Happy fucking New Year. Happy fucking New Year. <laughs> Did you guys get your midnight kisses? Did you guys blow shit up what happened tell us actually i went to a friend's house mm-hmm. and they don't have cable so we were streaming a countdown and it turns out that our stream was off for like a minute and a half <laughs> so midnight hits all of our friends are texting us and we're playing like cards against humanity and we're like what the fuck are we all getting texts for it's not even midnight oh. oh and then we're like and then my friend who like w- it was his job to bring everything up he was like feeling so bad and all of us were like ignore your phones ignore your phones we're gonna wait until it's midnight in this house oh, no. and then like 1202 we're like happy new year and all of us are obviously so over it that's really funny so i wanted to have a true introvert new year i really wanted to just spend it alone in my apartment watching new year's rock and eve and cry a little and go to bed because i was alone and so of course i ended up with seven people in in my 400 square foot apartment and so i mean i was i was around i was with family or not family i was with lots of good friends um and i i made some bad decisions kicked off no dick december with all but a deck so <laughs> um yeah so i had a pretty okay new year's um relationship update how awesome is your relationship it was so awesome i had my first ever official new year's kiss cute granted it was two minutes later but I, you know still yeah but still it was really nice it was really exciting Yay. My family loves him. We went to New Year's Day breakfast with my entire family and my extended family as well. And they all got to meet him and they are in love with my boyfriend, Challen. I'm also in love with him. Oh, cute. Kisses, Challen. Oh, don't be nice to him. Oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. <laughs> Fuck you, Challen. <laughs> Fuck you, Challen. I have a playlist called Fuck You, Challen. Oh, <laughs> little pumpkin. It's 400 uh-huh. songs and it's 200 songs of his that he really enjoys and 200 songs of mine that I really enjoy. We use it for road trips. Cute. I love it. Relationship status. Yeah. I heard you got, you ended No Dick December with some... <clears throat> I, yeah, I did. Um, but that doesn't a relationship make uh so i am still single i actually just this very morning deactivated my okay cupid profile because i just needed a break i was i had last time we talked <laughs> i had um that really okay-ish date but then he deleted his profile and i went on another date that was sort of okay but he didn't really talk the whole time but he seemed like a nice guy and then he deleted his dating profile so clearly the common denominator is me and i need a break so or the common denominator is that they're all garbage that's probably true speaking of garbage people let's get to the episode how about don't rush me let it happen when it happens (laughs) i mean after all i'm just incredibly excited that we're recording from the flood zone Yes. If for those of you who don't know, Reno is currently experiencing a flood warning because the river that runs through our downtown metropolitan area is about to overflow and flood into the nearby neighborhoods. 
since we record from Paige's apartment building, <laughs> which is right next to the river, we're in the flood zone. So the power might go out. We may be stuck here. And I'm dog sitting. So what is up? Yeah. So, yeah. So that's exciting. It adds an element of danger to our podcast. Ooh. Because you know what this podcast needed. Right. An element of, of danger. danger. Her. You're welcome. This is us giving the fans what they want. Exactly. So this episode is uh, season one, episode seven, The Monogamous. And just, I mean, not that it's not obvious, but just in case anyone is wondering... We are going in order. We are not getting crazy with it. We are absolutely recording everything like in in order with the show. We are not going to jump to season five. We're not going to get crazy. We are just watching it in order. So if you'd like to follow along, literally, like the next episode will be season one, episode eight. Oh my God, that's crazy. <laughs> the episode starts with Carrie and Big in a good place in their relationship. Too good, in fact, that Carrie has been neglecting her close gal pals. Miranda calls Carrie and calls her out. They make plans for that same night. At dinner, the girls fill Carrie in on everything that has been happening. Miranda just signed a major deal. Samantha is shopping around for a new apartment. And Charlotte has been seeing this man, Michael, regularly. And they're serious about each other. Charlotte likes so many things about him, except for the fact that he is always trying to push for blowjobs. The girls did the girls discuss their thoughts on oral sex. While at dinner with the girls, Carrie finds that Mr. Big is on a date with another woman. She is not okay with it and leaves him. Samantha goes on an apartment tour with her broker, who asks Samantha to remain faithful and to not use another broker. Samantha, of course, has multiple brokers, and one specifically that she is sleeping with. Carrie goes out for drinks with Stanford, and they discuss monogamy. Jared, a writer played by Justin Thoreau, Shows up, hits on Carrie, and invites them both to a party being thrown for him the following evening. At home, Big calls Carrie to confirm their date for the following night, which leads Carrie, which leads to Carrie overanalyzing the call with Miranda at dinner. Skipper walks by with his new girlfriend, Allison, and Miranda gets jealous. While Skipper and Allison are having sex, Miranda calls Skipper and invites him to dinner. Skipper then breaks up with Allison in favor of Miranda. While on a date, Michael asks Charlotte to be exclusive, and she agrees. Big and, Gary, Big and Carrie go to their event, and a girl, Melissa, comes up to Big and kisses him. Big introduces Carrie to his friend Max as a special woman, and Max calls her the wrong name. After their conversation, Carrie is offended and leaves the party without Mr. Big. Miranda and Skipper have sex, and Skipper says he's happy to be dating Miranda again. Miranda tells Skipper she doesn't want a relationship, just sex, and Skipper gets upset and leaves. Miranda tells Charlotte everything he likes about her and then pushes her to give him oral sex. She refuses and he tells her that he wants to be with her, but that he'll get oral sex from other women if she's not doing it. She breaks up with him and leaves. Samantha finds her ideal apartment with her sexual broker, and while they're celebrating with sex, her other broker comes in showing the apartment to a couple. Her broker is upset Samantha has another broker and leaves. Carrie calls Big to tell him that Jared wants to have sex with her, and Big says that he's going to meet up with Carrie. They do, and Carrie asks Big to stand still with her, meaning being exclusive. The episode ends with Big holding on to Carrie and standing still with her. Cute! (laughs) (laughs) Let's dive into the specifics. I don't know how to swim. Okay, well then I will just get on my back. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll both die because I won't be able to, to, to 
swim for both of us. I'm fine. My head is so full of hot air that legit, I will not sink. <laughs> so, okay. So the episode um, starts out with Carrie and Big in basically the best place that you can be in um, when it comes to new relationships. Where everything's the bedroom. awesome. <laughs> sort of. But, like, everything is awesome in the relationship. Everything's happy. Everything's fun. You don't know if they have a temper. You don't really know about their family. You don't know anything that could be bad. All of it's good. The honeymoon phase. Yeah, the honeymoon phase. The good place. Not starring Kristen Bell. <laughs> but the good place of relationships. <laughs> And I think that that is, like, the most beautiful, must-protect-at-all-costs part of the relationship. Like, it's just beautiful. But when does it come? It comes differently for different couples, and it's just so interesting that um, that we're not really told exactly how long it's been since they've been together. Just that they're spending every single waking moment together and that uh, evidently Carrie feels like it is or should be already stated that they're being exclusive. See, I'm on that same page in the relationships that I've been in or the people that I've talked to. It's assumed that once you start going together in terms of boyfriend, girlfriend, or boyfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, or non-gender, non-gender, whatever, um, that it's in the agreement of deciding to date each other that you're exclusive. While you're going on dates, obviously you can go on dates with multiple people, but once you are dating, I always took that as the default is that you're exclusive until otherwise stated. Not that you have to make sure that you both know you're exclusive. See, and I feel like in the realm of like online dating now, like I've been there, there was a point where I had three dates like practically in a row, like consecutively, and I only decided to be exclusive with my my last relationship at around like the fifth date and we did have that conversation where i was like listen i don't like multiple partners and multiple sex and things like that going on so if we're going to sleep together we must be exclusive Mm -hmm. and if you're not down with that then that's fine but i'm also not letting you stick your dick in me so that's you know but i never I never want to assume that it's exclusive unless there's been a conversation. And I don't know if that is unusual or usual. So everyone write in. Let us know. Let us know who's right. (laughs) (laughs) Twitter, we swear on Chanel. Mm -hmm. Everywhere else, I couldn't help a podcast. I mean, and that, I mean email. At (laughs) gmail.com. I'm awful at this. (laughs) Um, so, yeah, so Carrie has officially become that garbage person that uses we for everything and ditched all of her friends. She even states it, I've become one of the women of hate, which I had a problem with because, like, stop hating women just for being women. Right. Like, obviously, you and your friend group are a bunch of cunts. Yeah. You guys all fuck up all the time. I don't know why. You're just like, it's these types of women that I hate. And then you... You are. You are that. You, you are that. You so hate just yourself. take a step back, stop <laughs> hating women, just understand that everyone has their flaws. Exactly. At Darren Star. <laughs> right. Darren Star did write this episode. So there you go. Um, so Miranda... I love that Miranda calls her and then seconds later, after convincing her to hang out that night, says, I can't talk now. You called her. 
oh my god that bothered me so much i'm like you i would totally have yelled at her i'm like you called me you can't you cannot say i don't have time for you right now because you literally called me that sounds like something i would do though because i would just call you for quick information like hey let's go to dinner hey you're being a bitch let's meet up let's go to dinner and because i feel like carrie's a person's like okay perfect i have so much to talk to you about and they're like perfect do it then bye yeah well i mean sort of it just felt very i just think it's hilarious too because you're like you called me right like yeah don't be like oh can't talk now well clearly you can (laughs) (laughs) um and so yeah i i i feel like so my friends have never taken me to 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 dinner after being at the start of a relationship where i have kind of neglected them for a little while and employed a fisheye lens to interrogate me <laughs> like i don't understand why the camera angles were necessary and i don't understand why the like giving her a hard time was necessary like if you're my friend you're happy and you want to hear about my new relationship and you're not trash like sex and the city girls which just give her a hard time about it oh it's fine let's just catch you up on everything that's like and that's what i agree with like you get there and you'd be like oh we really miss you here's what you missed Mm -hmm. that makes sense but not to be like wow you just dumped us you're the worst oh my god yeah what the fuck i hate that unless you're like really really close because then i'd be like um with the thick with the thick (laughs) so yeah then so then charlotte talks about the boy that she's seeing how she absolutely adores him they're pretty official and it's hilarious because like the, everything's perfect about him except for the fact that like whenever they're making out he pushes her to like give him a blowjob and not just like 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 he actually physically pushes her they're kissing he grabs the back of her head and he just slowly starts trying to shove it down and that is the weirdest thing i've ever witnessed Paige tells me that that's actually a thing that boys do boys are garbage girls date better guys yeah literally a hundred percent of the thing a hundred percent of guys that i have been with have tried to lead me down there at some point and here's the thing i feel like i love the term first of all that they say blowjob tug of war because that's exactly what it is um and samantha's right like blowjobs are a sense of power Mm -hmm. like they they just they just are you have them literally by the balls (laughs) you can do anything that you want with them and i feel like with guys it's probably the element of danger as well (gasps) oh my god we have so much danger this episode we're so this is the dangerous episode (laughs) it's the most boring episode (laughs) it is it's a terrible episode um but i so i feel like the only reason to enjoy a blowjob as a woman because it's job it's not that much fun the only reason to enjoy it is for the sense of power and and that's it and let me i'm i have this in my notes all upper caps reciprocity oral sex literally you will never need i feel i'm sure somebody will correct me on this um (laughs) but i feel like if you are wanting to have sex with a woman and you go down on her first, that damn near guarantees you a blowjob. Because reciprocity. And because girls, for the most part, aren't garbage individuals like episode one Carrie who just lets him go down on her and then leaves. 
That's why that was such a big deal. You heard that, guys. Go down on a girl. She'll let you come on her face. Okay. That is... <laughs> Now you're putting cum in my mouth, and I don't think I, that's a good, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, with this, it was kind of interesting because like I always knew that people had a stigma against blowjobs. I know how I didn't know how much people hated giving blowjobs. I'm a fan of blowjobs, both receiving and giving. But I guess that makes sense with the whole I only give head to get head. Not that I always need to get head or any sexual favors in response when I'm doing sexual pleasures, but I'm like, that makes sense. Like, if I'm putting in the work, I would also appreciate it if you put in the work. Mm-hmm. And that was one of my favorite, that was one of my favorite lines that Samantha had that you already mentioned briefly, where she's like, maybe you're on your knees for the guy, but you've got him by the balls. And I, like, that makes sense. Like, if someone's sucking your dick, homie, they, they got you at any point if you decide to be a if you decide to be a dick, mm-hmm. they'll fucking bite your dick off mm-hmm. or your ball sack off. Whatever you can, both. Right. Depends on how much, how talented the person who's giving you sex is. Right. Just shove that entire shit in there. <laughs> just, 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 just take it all in. Just take it all in. <laughs> so, yeah. So, while they're there, she sees that Big is also at the restaurant. So, she goes to just say hi. And... <laughs> And he's there with another woman having dinner, and she finds out that it's a date, and reacts horribly. Horribly. Does she? She does, I feel, because number one, they've never had the talk. They've never said that they were exclusive. Maybe it has never been. like me, and she just assumed that they were. Okay, but would you have reacted like that? Oh man, dude! I I come from the streets. Like I would have been like, "Who the fuck is this whore? Who is she? Is she putting on me? Why? Also, she's got fucking real. Don't tell me to shut up. Oh, oh! Now you want me to be quiet? Now you care? You wasn't you wasn't worried when you was fucking other bitches? Uh uh-uh. uh. Just kidding. I'd probably been like, I would have been like, um, IRL, really. I'd have been like, oh. Like, yeah, be sad, we whatever. Be like, oh, cranky that we're not. I thought we were, man. But then just have the talk next to... Here's the thing. Like, I just be chill. Here's the thing. Like, girls are so not chill a lot of the time. But guys are too chill. Yes. There is a balance to be struck. So I think that's the thing is where I'm trying to see it. Because, like, yeah, girls chill out. But also... Also, if you haven't had that conversation, and obviously this person cares, like, it's not too over the top. Any reaction is not too over the top, because you didn't deal with this before, like you should have. Fair. I just, yeah. I feel like it was just, she was a bitch. She was a total bitch to him, and, like, storms out of the restaurant, and just whatever. It's so stupid. My favorite thing was that her gal pals are all spying from, like, behind bushes. (laughs) Just like, oh my god, what's happening? Oh my god. Because 100% that'd be me. (laughs) Like, oh my god, I can't believe she's cheating on her. That's crazy hilarious. That's so crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so... So then we have this beautiful little video interview that this early season of Sex and the City likes to do. And this guy says that he's perfectly fine being in a monogamous relationship. He's been in it for a couple years. But monogamy to him means that he can have sex with prostitutes. (laughs) Some girl says that monogamy is very dull. And there's a guy who says that he's in a monogamous relationship. But him and his partner could still have sex with other people they just don't exchange fluids or phone numbers <laughs> and I'm like I don't think 
people understand what monogamy means? Mm-hmm. Or do I not know what, what monogamy means? Because to me, like, that's exclusive. Like, your heart and your organ, all your organs belong to one person. I thought that's what monogamy meant. Right. And it does. That's, I mean, they're really, with all of these interviews, they're just going for the comedy factor. Like, oh, yeah, I'm a monogamous, except for this. And so what does this show do? <laughs> yeah, so this is, and I'm so sorry, Mr. Star, but this is my problem with the ones that you write and direct, is that they are so not based in any sort of reality. And maybe that was your point, but it just, it freaking kills me every single time. Because they're, like, who, who are these garbage individuals that she is interviewing for her column? Like, is that the deal? Is that how these little vignettes work? It's just so weird. Say vignettes again. Vignettes. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, so Carrie, of course, ends it with her little, couldn't help but wonder. And she says, has monogamy become too much to expect? And... I think that this is, in 2017, still a legit question. Because there's so much happening with, like, the online dating where my friends and I were actually talking this morning, very Sex in the City style at breakfast after <laughs> yoga. Um, oh, my God! <laughs> with future guest star Christopher Daniels. I love Christopher Daniels so much. Um, so we were talking about it about how guys want that connection they want to be in a relationship but they don't want it to be serious and the second that it becomes semi-serious they bail out because they can always swipe again and find someone new and that bothers me so much because i just don't understand it like the only aspects that i have that i that i can understand don't necessarily agree with but understand is that once you're committed, once you're in a relationship, once you have locked down, your fear is that you can't have sex with other people. Mm-hmm. Right. But, like, how many people are trying to have sex with you before? Right. Yeah. Like, how much sex FOMO can you have? Right. It's... When, like, yeah, they weren't knocking down your door beforehand. And, like, you found this good person who is treating you right obviously you're getting along well the sex has got to be working out if you're a sexual person otherwise you wouldn't have stick around so long so why are you afraid that there's other sex that you're not having when you have sex plus with this one person mm-hmm. like and i get it like i see people nowadays that i'm like i would love to have sex with them but i'm also not gonna leave my boyfriend just to have sex with those people it's a weird reference but tyler perry's why did i get married has that same conversation. And there's like an 80-20 rule that they bring up. Like when you are have the 80%, which is the person that you're married to, you see this fine-looking 20% walking by. And that's the 20% that you don't have to be 100%. And then you decide to leave the 80% and go with the 20% because that's the 20% you're missing. But now you're at 20% and you're missing 80%. Mm-hmm. So why would you do that? Right. And on the other side of things, a good reference. Um, <laughs> I just poked myself in the eye. I'm oh, so sorry. Oh, <laughs> Keep going. I'm Okay. Fine. So on the other side of it, um, going back to a older movie and mentioning our dearly departed Carrie Fisher, <laughs> which is so sad. But 
When Harry Met, when when Harry Harry met Sally is my, oh, is my favorite man. movie, like, almost of all time. And I swear to you, I, like, there's, it's still so relevant. If there's somebody out there who has not seen When Harry Met Sally, you need to watch it, like, right now, because literally every line is gold. <laughs> but there is a line that Carrie Fisher has um, that's almost like the opposite of the sex FOMO, where women just want a commitment and just want a serious relationship where she says um you you better act now because you know if you don't act now somebody can marry the person that you were supposed to marry and then you have to spend the rest of your life knowing that someone else is married to your husband and she delivers it so great but it's also one of those things where it could be a legitimate worry for women where they would be like oh holy shit i need to get on this train and i need to lock it down and i think a lot of women make almost the exact opposite mistake that men do in the sense that they're willing to settle for something that's not the 80 percent that's maybe the 60 percent because it's close enough and they need to commit because, because they don't, if they can't do better, then they've lost this one. Then they've lost everything. Then they're going to be alone forever. Then they're at zero percent. Man, dude, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Fuck this. Being in a relationship is weird. <laughs> it is. It's Why so are we weird. stressing out so much? People, you are loved. You have love to give. Please don't stress yourself out. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But also... Don't get crazy. Don't be weird. But also let the people that you love know that you love them. Appreciate them. Because fuck, dude, this is hard. Yeah, it is. This is hard. This is work and this is garbage. Mm-hmm. Which is why people, both people in a relationship should perform oral sex on each other. A hundred percent. There you go. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. So um, I have in my notes for Samantha's storyline... Real estate plus sex equals yawn. Dude, oh my god, I get the fact that they're trying to make everyone like, oh, this is a monogamy episode, let's have a story. Literally, I don't care. Right, like, let's not try and shoehorn shit into this episode that just does not belong or anyone gives a shit about. Her broker asked, please don't go with another broker, and that's it. That's, that's... Samantha's monogamous storyline. That's the shoestring plot. Fucking waste of time. (laughs) Yeah, no. Also, her broker is attractive. I would also have sex with him instead of empty apartments. I feel like that's my new kink. Okay, yeah. That I'm down with. Also, she has got some great boobs. She does. You get to see her boobs at the end of this episode, and they Uh, are fabulous. They are great. I'm like, good for you. Man, those tits are great. Beautiful. A plus. (laughs) A plus. A plus. (laughs) 10 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Carrie's hanging out with Stanford at a bar or a loud club, you know, you be the judge. Um, and they run into Jared, who is a writer. He wrote a book and he's very full of himself. I have in my notes, Jared, shameless flirt, ugly shirt, fucked up life. (laughs) Cause he's just a garbage person. Like he's... He's the epitome of um, somebody that Joe and I both know, IRL. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there that 
No, I'm not going to say my name. I want Wait, to. I need to know who it is. No, I want to, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I knew to. it. I knew it. <laughs> but we have we have a, a mutual friend who's very full of himself. Listen, he is not my friend. He is your friend. Okay. Cool. I have just worked with I him. Just don't, I just don't want to, like, I don't want to have 100% of him is all. I don't want any percent of him. No, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> He's been mean to me recently, so I, that's why it's really tempting to just call his ass out. But it's okay. But the good part is that at least Justin Thoreau is attractive. Truth. He's not bad to look at, just as long as you're, like, putting your hand over his shirt. Because that's an ugly shirt. I mean, at wearing. that point, I'm just going to take off all of his clothes. I mean, sure, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the next the next scene, um, Carrie is soups over analyzing. Um the non-exclusivity of her relationship with Big. And my note is just overanalyzing a woman's rite of passage. <laughs> because this is what we do. As women, we overthink the ever-loving shit out of it. And I was actually reading an article the other day that says that that's pretty healthy for you to actually think through those things. Because if you try not to think about them, you're going to think about them anyway. And you're going to end up, like, holding it too much back and then, like, blow up. But then, how does that make sense with overanalyzing? How did, why? Because then you, you're, as a woman, you're not overanalyzing. You're thinking about every single aspect of everything. But I feel like that's what leads to, like, certain issues. Because then you're just overthinking everything. And then you're just, like, drowning in your own thoughts. So, obviously, yeah, you're going to think anyways. But also, what's the perfect amount of analyzing that you could do so that, one, you're not worried about everything. But, two, you're also not lax on things that you should be worried about. I think that it's more about how you're doing it. Like, it should be a critical thinking rather than an overanalyzing. Yes. So, you shouldn't... You shouldn't be overthinking in the sense that, oh my God, what if he doesn't like me? What if he's seeing other people? What if he's having sex with other people? I'm going to go over to his house right now and murder him because he's having sex with a bit. That's overanalyzing. That's too far. But you, I love it. I'm in. <laughs> I'll be there. But you need to, I feel like when I consider myself overanalyzing, I really am just trying to be like a critical thinker about what I actually want. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's like a situation where I'm like, okay, he clearly isn't really you know ready to commit he's not ready to be exclusive you know is that something that i can deal with that i can hang with or do i need to cut and run okay from the relationship and i need to look at all sides to figure out what the decision that i'm going to make is and maybe it's just because even though i'm a woman i'm also pretty highly logical and so I will want to think it through and make an educated, informed, good decision. Whereas there are a lot of women that just overanalyze, spiral, and blow up on Mr. Big Carrie. So she did that. that. Mm-hmm. But before she blows up on Mr. Big, they run into skipper and his new girlfriend who works at vogue go skipper dude i'm so excited i was telling Paige, i was like yo i would love to work at vogue right and i went to her call me i have an idea for a podcast <laughs> it's not gonna be any good but like <laughs> but let's, do, me it. Anyway. let's, do, let's it. do it let's do it let's move to new york 
I don't think I could live in New York. I couldn't either. Dude, especially with all, like, everything I see here, I'm like, listen, too right. many things are wrong. Yeah, like, I basically live in the of the apartment that is the equivalent of Carrie's apartment just in Reno, Nevada, USA. And let me tell you, it has been fun. I have a very great view. I've had a lot of fun here. But it is 433 square feet. And if a whole wall wasn't a window, I would be so claustrophobic here. <laughs> I would be... And all of my stuff is in storage. I miss it. You know? Like, it's just... It's not... It's not living. Keeping sweaters in your stove isn't living. And eating out all the time, like, isn't... You know, like, I miss it. I miss cooking at home, but my kitchen's far too small for that kind of thing and i'm only one person so there's no point right and then like even with that there's so much traffic you can hear everything outside of your windows Mm -hmm. you're in the danger zone because you live right next to the river right although to be fair some of those things legitimately have been like a comfort thing it has turned into a comfort thing like i was the type of person where i'm like it has to be 100 percent quiet or Mm -hmm. i cannot sleep now i'm like well i can't go to sleep because i haven't heard three sirens yet (laughs) (laughs) everything's too quiet yeah i'm the third siren no like legitimately there are some nights where it's too quiet and i'm like what's happening like there's not a fight in the alleyway what's happening somebody (laughs) somebody calling someone else a fucking cunt rag is supposed to be lulling me to sleep right now if you ever need someone to call you a fucking cunt rag so (laughs) that you can go to sleep just call me i will be there for you i will do you that favor beautiful i love it (laughs) Yeah, so, anyway, um, Miranda becomes the worst kind of woman. Becomes. Okay, Miranda is the worst kind of woman, as evident by the fact that now that he's with someone successful, Skipper, um, she now finds him desirable for some reason, and calls him up, and Skipper's in the middle of having sex with this poor girl. (laughs) And answers the phone anyway because he's a garbage individual. <laughs> and I'm so sorry, but like, sweetie, you work at Vogue. Stand up for yourself and be like, if you answer that phone, we're we're finished. Have you never answered the phone during sex? Literally never. <gasps> no, I have. Really? Well, like if it's an important call. Is it an important call though? Um, if my mom calls me, no matter what, I'm gonna try to answer that phone call. Yeah, I'm avoiding it at all costs. So <laughs> it's the difference between you and me. <laughs> but if she needs help, she'll be fine. but i know like my last relationship that i was in like his best friend kept calling him and i was literally like you turn it all the way off right now (laughs) like seriously there's absolutely nothing like i am naked waiting for you there is nothing more important than me right now (laughs) turn off your phone (laughs) and he did Ooh, get you some i mean i just feel like yeah vogue chick needs to stand up for herself um, but anyway, my favorite line of hers is when Skip Skipper decides to go on a date with Miranda. He's like, you know what, Allison, this isn't working out. The girl that I love just called me on the phone, and I'm gonna go on a date with her. And then she's like, "You're breaking up with me while you're still inside of me." Yeah. And if that's not fucking hardcore, I don't know what is. Right. Like that's at least a year of therapy for that poor girl. Hashtag waste her time. Two K seventeen. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> It's just terrible. And then, ugh, Big's friend, Max. Max, you're a fucking idiot. At the party. Like, oh, so 
Carrie's in a cranky mood, of course, because they're not exclusive, even though they never talked about also, it. Also, pause real quick. <laughs> Carrie's makeup and hair look so good at this party. It does. And I was telling Paige that this has been, like, the first episode so far where I've seen Sarah Jessica Parker look astounding. Like, I mentioned it early, mm-hmm. earlier when she's wearing her little waitress outfit that's, like, bright yellow. The, the, mm-hmm. I mean, the outfits are still ugly. Oh, yeah, Don't get me wrong. Terrible. Ugly outfits. But Sarah Jessica Parker looks so great. Good yeah. for her. Yeah, like, makeup, hair, totally on point. She's very beautiful in this episode, for sure. Get you some. Get you some. So, but anyway, she's very cranky at this party because they're not exclusive. But she's, you know, still going out on a date with him anyway and being whiny. He runs into a girl that like kisses her, her kisses him on the lips and is like, oh blah blah blah, and, like you stole my just, passport. Yeah, my stole my passport. And then some other chick that he's dating, and then her, and she gets cranky and she leaves. She leaves to go to the party where Captain Ugly Shirt Jared <laughs> is Shirt. is there, and they talk for like maybe five seconds, and he's like, I'm like in love with you. Do you want to go back to my place? And I'm like, okay, number one, that's not real life. That doesn't happen. <laughs> number two, she calls you out on your shit. And so all of a sudden, like you're in love with her. Call me because that's what I do. <laughs> seven, seven, five. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you love that. You don't, you don't want it, to- Come over. Number, we'll read you for filth. Number one, let's talk about your wardrobe, sir. <laughs> um, my favorite was the fact that Carrie gets to this party and he's like, I'm going to get you a drink. What do you want? And she's like, I'll take a Cosmopolitan. And then Paige let me know that that's the first time that Cosmopolitans are referenced on the show. And at the same time, me and, me and Paige just wrote Cosmos! And an exclamation point. Because we are similar people. Because group think. Group think. Group think. So, yeah. So, she she's like, okay, give me a minute. And goes and calls on the landline. <laughs> just at this party. At this, yeah, at this party. She just goes over. And she's like, hey, can I borrow your phone? Um, and calls up big at three o'clock in the morning. And okay, can I just reiterate the fact that if you call me at three o'clock in the morning, you're just no longer my friend or my anything? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Like, seriously, I have my phone on do not disturb for a reason. <laughs> What's wrong with her that she's calling him at these atrocious hours? What's wrong with him that he's just now coming home from this party? Like, last calls at like two in, in New York. York. So what are you still doing up? Waiting for Carrie. I guess. Loser. (laughs) (laughs) But so she tells him to to meet her. Oh, and this is so stupid. Meet her at the front entrance, which is not the street entrance in her opinion. And so he waits for like 30 minutes at the wrong entrance and finally finds her in the park at three o'clock in the morning. That was one of my favorite parts of this episode and series so far is that the show took a break from its boring episode to just give you Big and Carrie fighting about where the front of the of the party is because that's where they're supposed to meet up. And they're both right. And so Carrie, Carrie like recognizes that they're both right, but she still has to be the most right one. <laughs> so he, she's like, you see those front doors? That's the front. And he's like, well, I came in through the street, so that was the front. She's like, it just depends where you're coming from. Right, which is so symbolic. And this is where Darren Star actually shines, is in this particular moment. And it was so good. And I'm just like, man, I feel like that's the kind of, like, conversation that I would have with my boyfriend right now. Where, like, I have, I have to be the one that's right and correct. Mm-hmm. So that we'd both just be arguing. And we'd both be correct. But I'd be like, yeah, but I'm a little bit more correct. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. No, and I have friends like that, too, where it's absolutely hysterical. So our mutual friend, um, Emily... it's so funny because we're both the type of people where we're always right and so when we butt heads it's like this epic showdown 
And so she um, was selling some clothes and I was um, there with her and I like held up the stress to me and I was like, oh, this isn't going to fit me in. And she's like, no, trust me. If it fits me, it fits you. Like, and I just tried it on this morning. It's going to work. And I'm like, it's literally not going to work. And like, I just hold, held it up to me and it's not going to fit. And she's like, no, trust me, it will. And we kept going like rounds about it until I was finally like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and go and try it on. I went and tried it on. The dress itself fit, but it didn't fit across the bust, even though we're the same bust size. And so I came out and I showed it to her and she looked and she was like, oh, it's because my my boobs are actually higher than yours because I'm taller. And so we sit at different places and that's why it's not fitting you. So we were both right. But it was like this crazy epic <laughs> showdown of like insanity, and it was hysterical. That's hilarious. I just like arguing with people, especially when I know I'm right. Because I'm one of those people. Okay, yeah, I'm I one of those people right. that, for the most part, I am correct. I'm not arguing a bad point. Mm-hmm. I don't obviously like being wrong, but when I'm wrong, I'm like, oh, okay, I see. Yes, you're right. Correct. Mm-hmm. But I'm usually right. Some people try to argue with me. I was like, don't argue with me. Just accept the fact that I'm right. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. If I'm if I know if I. Th- think something and i don't know it i will say it mm-hmm. i will 100 percent be like i think it's like this but if i know something bitch i know don't and if i fucking me. know don't yeah. test me yeah i, I like, fucking know my shit I'm like i will Sometimes. go rounds with you i don't know a lot of things but what i know i know that i know mm-hmm. exactly so in this beautiful moment um she just gets all poetic and she says i just want someone to stand still with me for a minute. And he says, you called me out to the park at three o'clock in the morning to stand still with you. And she says, yes. And it is this kind of beautiful moment between them. And he doesn't say anything. He doesn't validate her or anything else. He just sort of pulls her in beside him and they stand in the park. And that's the end of the episode. And I'm left wondering, because if guys don't explicitly say something, usually that means they're just trying to get around it. And so I'm like, okay, you never said, all right, let's be exclusive. You were not direct. You just literally stood still with her. (laughs) Like, okay, that was nice. What a great metaphor. But also, yes or no. Right. (laughs) Direct answer, vocalize it, give it to me direct. Yeah, that's that's literally my notes. Exclusive or not? (laughs) (laughs) Exclusive or not? Or not. They just shattered the eardrums of everybody who's listening. (laughs) I'm sorry. So, yeah, so that's the episode. We do have a couple more things to talk about, though. Perfect. Also, I just wanted to let everyone know that we're recording from Paige's bed. And it is the, like, coziest thing because me and Paige are just right next to each other. We're, like, two girls at a sleepover. (laughs) Our feet are both, like, up. One, because we're right up against the wall, so there's no room for our feet to go. But, like, it looks cute. We're cute. We're super cute. We're going to take a picture later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We do want to give a shout-out to... Um, one of our fans, Tara. Ah, Tara J from Australia. Yes, she messaged us, and I would totally do an Australian accent and be cute, but that's like the worst one. I can't do it. Do you want me to do it? I'm great in Australian accident. Yeah, just Steve, Ir- Steve Irwin it for me. Hello. <laughs> it that is didn't me. Work at all. I am from Australia. That's not how that works. Um, I watched Thor. I'm pretty sure I know what Australian sounds like. <laughs> Poor Australian Thor doing an English accent, just messing it up all over the place. Too funny. Hello, I am from Australia. 
I like crocodiles <laughs> and surfing. We just lost Tara. <laughs> Tara's like, Tara, I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're actually really excited. She messaged us and just let us know that she really enjoyed the podcast and she... Or she didn't tell us. She didn't ask us. She told us that we had to continue this podcast. Yeah. So now this podcast is for Tara. Yeah. We're literally not allowed to quit. So buckle in. Buckle in for, what was it? 18 plus 18 plus 18 plus 12 (laughs) plus 8 plus 20. That math (laughs) amount of episodes. Plus we have some surprises coming up. That's going to lead to even more episodes. Yes. We have many, many ideas. It's so awesome. We do have... um, a anonymous question that got sent to us as well. We do have an anonymous question. So it was sent to me and a friend was wondering, they're they're in a relationship right now and their partner in the relationship wants to have sex but isn't physically ready. Okay, isn't physically ready in what sense? In the sense that Okay, it's two males. Okay. And the male who isn't ready, they want to have anal sex. Mm -hmm. And the male who isn't ready, he can't, he can't. Like, he just, like, is it like a mental block, like, that he can't get past it? Or it's just a... It's both. He... Is it caught? The mental block is causing a physical block? Yes. Okay. What's a way that they could help that or get over it or any tips anything that we have for them anal beads (laughs) (laughs) she says never having anal sex (laughs) like i no, literally i've I've never had anal sex i feel like as a straight female that is an exit only and (laughs) and i'm not i'm not down with that sickness Die. But I I feel like from my sex education that the best way to do that is to do it slow, like mm-hmm. butt plugs, that kind of thing, and just slowly get to the point where you can get a penis in there. Work your way up. Yeah. Um, what would you suggest having actually been the one in this partnership that's f- had it? I know that for mental blocks over physical blocks, there's fears that accidents are going to happen, that they shouldn't happen, that they would. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's ways to clean up when you're preparing for anal sex. There's enemas. There's things you can do. You can eat healthier, eat lighter mm-hmm. before you're going to have anal sex. That will definitely smooth some of your fears. But also, if you're in a relationship and you're scared that there's going to be an accident, an accident might happen, you just need to find the person or a person that you're comfortable with should anything happen you know it'd be something you could both get over. If you're with someone and you're afraid that there's going to be an accident because a person's going to make fun of you or just, like, be awful, then don't even try for that person, honestly. Because that's awful. It's it's a very intimate part. It's a part of your body that's not meant for sex. Like, your penis is meant for sex. Vagina is meant for sex. Your butt is not built that way. Right. Obviously, it can be used. Literally, anybody body can be used for sex if you try hard enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so work up to it. If it happens, hopefully you're with the person that you're comfortable with. And if, it, if something happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, work your way up slowly. If toys are expensive. So if you're a little on the less fortunate side when it comes to financials, fingers. Fingers work. Fair. Yeah. Start with one finger, two finger, three finger. 
And that could be something that you and your partner could do together. You could do by yourself as you're practicing. And that'll definitely help build up the trust between the both of you. Mm -hmm. Also, condoms. Yes. And shit tons of lube. Shit tons of lube. Mm -hmm. Shit, shit tons of... Shit tons of... (laughs) Shut up. I just got it. Ah! (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Uh, One of these days, I'm not going to be dumb and it's going to be great. No, it's going to be great anyway. So that's the advice we have for you. Yes. Thank you very much, Anonymous, for being our first question on the podcast. Remember, you can always send us your questions slash thoughts on Twitter at we swear on Chanel or on our email at I couldn't help but podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> that was a weird way to set that up. But Yay. I did it. I did it. You did it. You're perfect. There was also um, a kind of rant that you had wanted to go on about bisexuals. Okay. It was it's not about bisexuals. It's about the culture around bisexuals. Okay. So then this has been coming in streams and then oh no phone drop um it's becoming in small parts and then in big parts where stigmas against bisexuals need to stop i know that i i am also part of the problem but that's kind of a self-reflective issue um one of these actors that i recently discovered andrew mientes he actually had a post about it on his instagram where he's saying we need to stop the stigmas we need to stop saying that bisexuals are going through a phase that they're go- that they're just trying things out for now but will eventually lead up with one partner or the other one that even if you're in a relationship that doesn't define your bisexuality as one way or the other or you could be in a relationship with a male and still be bisexual you could be in a relationship with a female still be bisexual you could be in a, fe- a relationship with a person of all genders none genders multiple genders and still be bisexual that doesn't change who you are just because of where you're at in the moment mm-hmm. um with that he also mentioned a comment about how sometimes he has felt insecure uh, as a bisexual male where people have made jokes and he's just gone along with them where he's done it to other people where he's like oh that bisexual is probably just lying because that's an insecurity that they have and I know that I've been guilty of that too. There's a mutual friend that Paige and I have who explained to us that they were interested in both males and females. And then as an issue, I was very much like, oh, he's lying. Obviously, he's very gay. Mm-hmm. And like, it was funny in that moment because that was a joke to make, but it also made me really, really uncomfortable because I was like, I would hate for people said that about me. I'm obviously fine. Like, if people say I'm gay, I'm like, okay, okay, that doesn't, that doesn't bother me in the sense that it's bad to be gay. But I'm like, yo, I, and, and I'm standing up for it a lot more now where I'm just like, I'm bisexual. Yeah, I'm very flamboyant. That doesn't change the fact that I'm still very attracted to males and females. And when people say that it's just a phase or that I'm just a homosexual who can't decide that I'm a homosexual, it's really disrespectful to me and also to the relationships that I've been in the past with females because it means that they were a placeholder, that they were a beard while I figured myself out. And I think that's incredibly disrespectful because the relationships that I had with them were for a reason. That wasn't me trying to get over anything. That wasn't a me being like, oh, I don't want people to think I'm gay, so I'm just gonna date this girl. Like, no, I was in a relationship with a girl because I really liked that girl. And at that moment, I thought she was everything. Hmm. That's the end of my rant. That's so sweet. Have respect for bisexuals and bisexuals have respect for yourself and fellow bisexuals. And that is absolutely an important message. I mean, I feel like I I never have a problem with bisexuals because quite honestly, I definitely take the chasing Amy aspect (laughs) of of that in the sense that um, like she says 
when she falls for him, she was like, I just, I cut out 50% of the population of who could be the person for me. And honestly, I feel like it is very much a Kinsey scale that there are, that everybody mm-hmm. has the ability to fall for somebody of the same sex or of the opposite sex. And I definitely, and I consider myself semi-demisexual mm-hmm. in the sense that like I really do need to get to know the person and like the person and respect the person to be able to be sexually attracted to that person like actually want to have sex with that person and I mean though I'm not saying that in the sense that there isn't a guy or a girl that walks down the street that I'm not like they're attractive mm-hmm. but like to actually be like no let's fucking do this like I have to have that connection and I wouldn't ever want somebody to invalidate how I feel about my own sexuality like that. And it's important for people who say that they're bisexual to be respected for it. And I didn't realize that that was an issue that I had because people have always been like, Oh Joe, you're gay. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like it happens. But lately, it's been happening in my own family where it's happened. And I'm like, I've had that conversation with them before. And it's kind of upsetting because, like, it wasn't a big enough issue for me to stand up for. Because I'm like, okay, like, whatever. It's sexuality. Sexuality to me isn't a major factor in the importance of a person. But then, like, it happens elsewhere. And someone else commented on it. Because that person knew that I was bisexual. We had that conversation. And another person was like, oh, Joe, you're gay. Ha ha. And that person had to stand up for me. They're like, no, Joe likes boys and girls ha 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 like make and obviously still a thing but then they had the conversation after me they're like why didn't you why didn't you correct them and i was just been like well like it's not it's not a big huge issue and they're like but then they just go on believing and then who you are as a person isn't really like what's coming across or your identity how you wish to be seen how you want other people to know about you you're letting them get away with nothing with without actually knowing who you are hmm yeah, I mean, even I've had that where there have been a couple of mutual friends of ours that have been like, well, Joe's gay. And I'm like, no, Joe's bi. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, Joe's gay. He's with, you know, he's with his boyfriend. And I'm like, he's bi. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, yeah, he can have a boyfriend. He's bisexual. <laughs> right, like, just because I'm single doesn't mean that I'm asexual. asexual. Yeah. Right. And this thing, your, your state, your relationship, what state you're in doesn't define your sexuality. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, everybody would be fucked. And, like, that doesn't give... Except for asexuals. <laughs> and I just think it's just very, very... It's very limiting. And I, I don't want it. I don't want to see it. At least for my part, I want to know, make sure that I did my part. And I'm saying now, just be respectful, dude. Yeah. Dudettes. Non... Binary people. I was trying to figure out how I can do that with dudes, and I couldn't do it. Non-binary. There you go. Go. Yeah, so that this has been a PSA. From a P as fucking A. And we're trying to hold it off your... until the episode where this happens. But I was like, no, dude, I need to tell it now. Yeah. And I really, I'm not sure that there is a bisexual. I mean, there there kind of is a bisexual episode because later on, Samantha is in a relationship with a woman for a while. But it's, I personally don't feel like it's done very well. I feel like it really is presented as a phase that she goes through. So... I don't know that it would be entirely appropriate, but we'll probably talk about it again when it comes up. So the right time is always right, right now. <laughs> Damn, we went there. We did. We did that. Anything else, Paige, that you would like to bring up? 
Um, there are things that I need to bring up, but we're using my phone right now as a recording device, and so I can't check on what it actually was, because I can't remember. <laughs> so, well, perfect. We will go ahead and save them for the next episode. We, I'll hand over the soapbox, and you can go ahead and stand on it and preach. Perf. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to us today. This actually turned out to be a longer episode than I was expecting, because yeah, we, we, we went through it. Mm-hmm. We, <laughs> we went all the way through. Um, like we said, go ahead and send us your questions. Send us your comments, concerns, thoughts. You can always reach us at Twitter uh, on Twitter at We Swear on Chanel. You can also DM us through Instagram. Mention us in your comments. We'll always check your comments um, through our Facebook page, which just I just I couldn't help but wonder. Email you couldn't I, help a podcast. I couldn't. Oh my god! There I go again. I'm the worst. It's fine. I couldn't help a podcast, mm-hmm. and also our Gmail. I can help a podcast at gmail.com. Also reach out to us individually if there's something you would like to comment, but you don't feel comfortable with the other person knowing your identity, like how it was done with me. Mm -hmm. So reach out to Paige if there's things that you want to know, but you only feel comfortable telling Paige about it. And reach out to me if you only feel a little comfortable about me. Let's get this conversation going. Let's start a dialogue. Mm -hmm. And you can always set up a free Gmail account, ask your question, and then delete it. You Perfect. Know? Yeah, and that's just, totally cool. Yeah, like if you if you know us and you want to ask a question, you don't want either one of us to know your identity. That's the perfect way to do it. Paige and I are currently working on various projects to make everything a little bit easier. So that's coming. That's look forward to that. Where we're gonna get all that shit set up. But as for right now, we just gotta go the old 2017 way and tweet us. Yeah, and we always want to end to remind you just to remember (laughs) always always (laughs) wear a condom bye bye